DJ and PK in the morning is proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. It is time for the question of the day. Who has helped themselves so far in free agency? Hector says, well, all the players are getting paid. That's some big money. Those are the going rights. So who's helped themselves? The guys who inked the contract. I don't think that was the point of your question, PK. But Hector's right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I said it 20 years ago. You, you play pro sports, you win. I mean, they had just have enormous amounts of money, life-changing money that they wouldn't get anywhere else, most likely. And they got it now. Yeah, good for them. Way to go. So we've got uh, other people who took the question in the spirit intended. David said, I always feel like the Lakers clean up. I know a few of these guys are out of their prime, but they seem to get big names that can still contribute. I'll also say Miami did well. So the Lakers, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Nick Van Exel, Alex Caruso gone to Chicago. Eddie Jones. Other guys headed in Eddie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna hit the '90s. That's your decade right now, huh? <laughs> Eddie Jones. Nice. Why not? They're bringing back all the old timers. Dwight Howard getting a second go round. Trevor Ariza getting a second go round. Trevor, he's only been with them twice. I have lost track of all of Trevor Ariza's moves. <laughs> I mean, he stayed in the league for more than a decade, so that's great. But. Uh, Yeah, they're going with the veterans, obviously, because they're in a win-now mode. Uh, rookies aren't going to get it done for you, most likely. And they don't even want to risk it. So forget about it. Just get guys in come in uh, who should already have received a ton of money and acclaim. Uh, so go ahead and, and if we call on you, be ready to go. You've played... A long time. For Trevor Ariza, this will be year 17. He's played 16, getting ready for 17. And he's been in playoff games, and so none of that should surprise him. He's a local kid, too. There's high school ball at one of the powers over there, Westchester, I think it is. Played for the Lakers back in 2008 and 9. Eddie Azam, longtime coach for Westchester. That's some detail right there. <laughs> you don't get that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they were a power. So is that it? The Lakers, if they're healthy, they're good now? They got enough shooting? Uh, none of these guys jump out at you as, as being uh, big-time difference makers. It's going to be reliant upon the stars that they have. These guys are all veteran role guys, but I don't think that in and of themselves they're going to carry it anywhere. They can help you. I think everybody, pretty much everybody got better if I want to look at it that way. Well, for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis will make a combined $120 million. And earlier, I just gave you the cap number and the luxury tax number. I mean, that's basically it. Everybody else, and they didn't announce a lot of the the numbers on these deals, but everybody else, a mill or two, come in and do your thing. You're a rebounder, you're a shooter, you're a defender, whatever. But it's those three carrying the load. Yeah, so I don't think that's changed any by any stretch. 
with the addition of these guys. But I think they're the overall point of it is obviously win now mode. Veterans are where it's at, and so we're going to go with these guys, and they're going to be trained as far as what they need to do, and they're going to know what they need to do. And the learning curve is not going to be that great. There's not going to be any big adjustment to the league or any of that stuff. They're not going to hit the rookie wall and all those other cliches that ex-jocks like to tell you about. All that stuff's out. They know what they're getting into, and they're going to make a run. Now That's their goal. Just like Justin Zanuck said, we have championship aspirations. So that's what they're thinking, too, here locally. And they're not alone. Several teams are thinking that. The Suns are the team that got out of the West and got to the NBA Finals. So I guess technically everybody chasing them. Most of their starting lineup was already under contract. Chris Paul wasn't, and they got him back for the big deal. So go time for the Suns. That'd be feeling pretty good. Run it back. You were the team. You got there. You were two games away. Uh, Sure. Yeah, they should feel fine. Uh, He's going to be 37. Uh, He's going to be in his 40s if this this thing plays out. But Yeah, but you brought up the baseball comparison to pool holes. If the guy's big time, you sign him, you get what you get on the front end of the deal, and hopefully you get it all. And to the back end, well... You know you're not going to get it all, but you got to overpay. Somebody, if you don't, somebody else is going to, and then you don't get the guy, and you don't have a shot in the first year or two. If you just subtract him and don't add anybody else, I mean, they added, uh, they re-signed Cameron Payne. Yep, he was their backup. Uh, I don't know if he can be good enough to start on a, on a team that's a title contender, but they don't have to worry about that. I wouldn't expect to. And Chris Paul, it's not like he had a dominant statistical season. So uh, his role is a little bit different because they've got emerging guys. You know, Booker is an emerging player, and obviously Aiton is, and then they've got some role players, see how good they can get, Bridges being one. Uh, so, what, you know, what can they do there? Uh, so they don't necessarily need him to be the Chris Paul at his very best of Chris Paul that he's been throughout this league for several years. I mean, they need him to be very good, and there's no reason to think why he wouldn't be very good. So now what we wait on is Kawhi Leonard. Is he really going back to the Clippers? Seems like the assumption, but man, if there was a name missing from that list, and if there was a Western contender that everybody's going to list right away, it's the Clippers. And the name is Kawhi Leonard... And they probably get him back, but it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, who would want him? Somebody who doesn't want to win this season, but likes him through his mid-30s. And There's a team out there who doesn't want to win this season. Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to be available for much of this season. So I think it would be a hard sell to bring him in and tell your fans, we're going to win it with Kawhi this year. Yeah. Kawhi's back this year and plays. Uh, we think we'll be pretty good, but man, next year we'll be really good. Oh, you don't have to say anything like that to you. You don't, you don't have to speak to the fans. The Mavericks and the Knicks are the two names that are getting thrown around the most. You love Kawhi Leonard, man. He's your guy. It's probably a little oversold, but sure. <laughs> He's won two NBA titles. They don't not like him. Yeah. It's all right. You can like him. 
I think there's still other guys out there. I mean, you've got DeMar DeRozan as a player. What's Schroeder going to do with the Lakers? Mills, Millsap. These are all guys that are still out there. Marketing, young player for the Bulls. They're going to bring him back. They went ahead and got uh, Lonzo Ball. I like that move for them. I thought Lonzo took a huge step forward last season. And what uh, what is his uh, role going forward? Reggie Jackson played very well in the postseason. We saw it firsthand. So uh, Neto played way better than I thought he was capable of playing for Washington. Uh, the Jazz still have to decide, and Yang has to decide. What are his options? What do the Jazz want out of him? Do they bring him back? There's a lot of stuff still to be decided, I think. And sure, uh, Leonard is the biggest name, but he's going to be out. I mean, I'm not really concerned with him for now. You know, Maybe when we get to March, we'll see where he's at. But still, there's still plenty of players out there who can help your team. Lou Williams scoring off the bench, obviously. Oubre shown flashes with Phoenix and the Warriors. Where does he fit and where does he take the next step? Yeah. Because you're right, a lot of this has been about going out and getting veterans. Guys, you know exactly who they are. The Nuggets... Well, the Nuggets brought back a lot of their guys, but then they also brought in Jeff Green. Louis Scola getting a standing ovation. Oh, is it all over for Argentina and it's all over for Scola? And he's crying on the bench. Playing his last game for Argentina. How old is he now? 41. 41 years old. And he's extremely emotional. The Australians have pulled away. 93-56. And Scola. 93-56. And blown that thing wide open. Yeah. 50 seconds to go. 94-56. And he's very emotional on the bench. He looks dramatically different, too, with the shorter hair. Shorter hair, and he's lost some weight. He's got some gray around the side. I was going to say the gray temple look is... uh, Yeah. Yeah, he's got much more an accountant look. Yeah. Before, he looked like somebody who'd been... uh, A statesman for his country's basketball. Yep. Hiking the length of the continent or something out in the wilds. Congratulations to Luis Scola. I mean, obviously he doesn't want to go out this way, but Australia is now a real threat. They seem to be better than ever. And as you know, I mean, you discussed that for weeks when they beat that U.S. team in a practice game. This is your big time, man. You're, you're kind of torn because you made such a big deal out of that that if they lose when it counts, you're going to look stupid. No, I've looked stupid before. I'm totally adjusted to that, so it's not a big right. deal. So, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and root for the U.S. If I, I get don't, I don't know that you are. Watch. I don't know that you well, are. I am. I'm telling you. I don't. You. I, I You're don't. Calling me a liar to my face. I appreciate. I don't that. necessarily believe you. <laughs> calling me a liar to if my you, face. If you want to put words in my mouth, that's your call. I don't necessarily believe it, but you at least want it close. Whereas I want the U.S. to stomp the crap out of Australia, send them back to wherever it is they came from, someplace over there. 
They've had close games before, usually actually with Spain. This was one of the more decisive wins they've had over Spain. They've had close games before and pulled it off. So you're torn. You're like the U- <laughs> some U.S. citizens who rooted against the women's soccer team because somebody knelt. Do you know anybody like that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really talk to anybody about it, mm. but I'm sure looking on social media that there's thousands, Somebody if not millions, yeah. who are into that. We could put that out there, but I figure that's too political for you. I have been more than willing to delve into politics on this show, but you have backtracked a la Deion Sanders trying to make a tackle. I think you're misremembering, but that's fine. I think I'm accurate because I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism and they preach accuracy. (laughs) But you got over it. (laughs) You shook it off. Shook it off. I embraced it fully to the point of being able to rise to the highest level possible. Award-winning columnist. But yet continuing media career that is approaching the halfway point. (laughs) (laughs) It went the whole accuracy thing out the window. What are you talking about, but man? The, the math was never your, Look at uh, me, your man. specialty. I'm in my prime. <laughs> I got years to go. Nothing's slowing me down. 30 down, 30 to go. Yeah. Heck, my father did it. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. Nothing but a janitor's son. I've never forgotten that. That ought to be a song. So back to your NBA. <laughs> I know on the NBA. That's awesome. Well, you were talking when I interrupted you. You did. And it wasn't announce, even on soccer. To no announce less. Australia's going through. <laughs> well, you got there, though. I knew you would. <laughs> All hail the manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> so you're making a point about Jeff Green. You probably forgot, but I'm here to remind you. He's played for 10 teams in 13 years. This will be 11 teams in 14 years, but they signed him to a two-year contract. Will he finish it? Who did? Do, the Nuggets. We were discussing the Nuggets, bringing back a lot of their own guys, adding Jeff Green. You brought up Millsap, and he's probably squeezed out given who they've signed and how much money they've signed. I would agree. I I would expect that he is not back in Denver. I don't know where he'll end up. Is this the end, or will he try to do another year or two? Yeah, I don't know what's on his mind. He probably has enough money to survive, (laughs) I would Mm. think, uh, at 36 years of age. What a run. One of my favorite jazz players of all time. Just love the way he showed up to work every single day. He was the epitome of a Jerry Sloan player. If you look at guys who really reflected what Jerry Sloan was about, I think Millsap was right at the top of the list. Not necessarily anything close to the most talented, but here to work, wasn't interested in any nonsense, just wanted to play the game, would give interviews, wasn't flamboyant, uh, but would talk, had no problem speaking, and just, just he just modeled it what Jerry Sloan was as a coach. I didn't see Jerry play as a player, but I've certainly heard enough about him that I think that's the way he played. You know, did the interviews because that was part of the gig and it was responsible to do it. And so he did it, but he went to work every day. And Millsap, if this is the end, I just paid homage to Louis Scola. Same thing for Paul Millsap. Uh, Obviously a deep second round pick, not even a high second round pick. (laughs) And managed to play and thrive all these years. Absolutely. It's what, it's what you know, you, we all love the stars and the Donovan Mitchells are exciting and all these players. But there's something to be said for somebody like a Paul Millsap who just, I'm going to get there. 
and I'm going to get there on the strength of my desire and ability to work. And that's what Paul Millsap did for all this time. And congratulations to him, one of my most admired jazz guys. I was intrigued by what the Spurs did. You know, they went and signed McDermott, who's a shooter, and Zach Collins, kid who played one season at Gonzaga and with Portland, has a lot of skill, but you talk about injury, just being battered constantly by injury, but yet the Spurs went ahead and signed him. You know, what can he bring to that team if he's healthy? Probably something, but can he find any degree of health? Hasn't been able to. So why does that uh, intrigue you so much? The Spurs? Because they sign an injured guy. And they, the, get, they need a star. Do you think they think they found that, or is just a value? Oh, I don't know. He's that. a value guy Zach if he stays Collins healthy. A and, star. I mean, yeah. I would put him as a good player. I, mean, I showed promise as a freshman, and also they signed McDermott, and they've been reluctant to go with the three. And McDermott is a three-point shooter. So are they changing? Are they deciding? Hey, we need to get a little more modern here. Going with him, I think that they've thought that for a long time, and I think they've been more willing to go with the three. But I think the players they were able to get, it wasn't really their game, and I I think they went away with, from it more because of that. That you know, with Lamarcus Aldridge, and they were able to get him, but the three wasn't his game. Yeah, but he's been out a couple years. Now. He has, he has. I'm just intrigued by them going in that direction. Uh, but they need to make some moves. I mean, I don't consider them a threat at all. So we'll see. Okay. Well, that's why I was surprised when you said but I'm you still, intrigued. I was that. intrigued that they went with those two guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the market was for a McDermott. You know, I think somebody like the Lakers could have used him as a, as a three. Did yeah, the story say how much, could, how much money he got? Because that would be the thing with the Lakers, as you're right. Oh, McDermott, three years, forty-two 40, million. Yeah, yeah, the Lakers million. just don't have that kind of money. No. So, at fourteen million, and I don't blame Doug McDermott for taking going the to money. get the money. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I that to me, uh, that's the number one thing: get the cash, guaranteed money, and if you should win upon that, great. Especially for him, when these teams that need his skill set, don't have near the amount of money. You know, I guess if it's if the Lakers could offer $12 million versus 14 well then, do you, you place a little higher priority on winning? Because uh, you could probably get by just fine 12 versus 14 I wouldn't have any idea, but I'm assuming uh, you could. But that wasn't the case. The money would have been drastically different because they've already tied up their money and all these other players. So you can see what McDermott is thinking. Hey, it's substantial, probably double the amount of money. Well, of course you're going to take that. $42 million for three years at 29 years of age. If they're out in the first round or don't make the playoffs, well. You got three years and $42 yeah, million. I mean, it's, you know, it's up to the organization to get other quality players to make a playoff push. So you can see why he would do that. Then you look at somebody like the Bulls, man. They're offering, they're going to be $21 million to ball. And the, You knew the Bulls, once they got Donovan, got past Boylan as a coach, that they were going to make a run. And that's, a, that's an intriguing signing for him, for them, I should say. 
And what about New Orleans? Because New Orleans, man, they push Zion on us as far as, man, this is a guy you want to watch. This is a team on the come. Well, then they turn around and they just lose one of their guys. What are they doing? Going, to, going sideways at is best. Is that what it is? Going sideways at best in a hyper-competitive West where they were not only not good enough to make the playoffs, but they weren't good enough to get into the play-in games. Correct, yeah. Didn't miss by much, but they did miss. And Ball was good for him. And I don't want to oversell him. I feel like he's been oversold big time. But uh, Before. And he was better. You're right. He was better. But he's you know becoming a veteran in the league. He's supposed to get better. Yeah, at 23. And I don't know who they're, how they're supposed to plug someone in there and be better because they Ooh, need to be the, the Pelicans. How are they well, they, plug they got in Graham out of Charlotte, paying him 11-7. I'm obviously looking at the list here. Uh, and he's an okay player. But it just seemed like then they just changed coaches. Who's the, they hired somebody from Phoenix. Was it Willie Green? Was he the latest guy to take over that team? Yep, Willie Green, the new yeah. head coach of the yeah. Pelicans. It just seemed like they've had five coaches in the last five years. Because they have yeah. chasing the Kings they in that regard. cycled through a bunch of them. At Caruso to the Bulls also at $9 million. This was a dude who was just languishing somewhere in the G League. Yeah. Nice, nice story, man. But the Bulls have a long way to go. Ten games under five hundred. Another team that... Couldn't make it to the play-in in the East. Right, but was this was Donovan's his first year or his second year? So I, mean, I think it was his first. Yeah, so do I. So you've got, yeah. got to Takes give him a while some to time build to, to build it, it here. And I think he's a proven NBA coach for sure. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. College football, Josh Newman, youth beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, coming up at 8 o'clock. Stay with us.